Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. Today's return guest is comic book artist and very insightful individual, Vince Underwood, where I'll be asking him what comics he's been reading recently. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Comic Scene. To support their work, you can become a friend of Comic Scene for just £20 a year. When you become a friend, you get access to premium content on the website, including Comic Scene Weekly, Newsstand Comics, Retro Comics, Comic Shop of the Week, and free comic downloads. To find out more, visit comicscene.org. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Vince Underwood. How's it going? It's going well. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's It's been a pretty busy day, but I feel like I've been productive. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite quite content. Um, how about you? Yeah, uh, it's uh, I definitely... Uh, I'm, a, I'm a night owl. So my day is just getting started, even though it is the afternoon over here. Um, yes, but, you yeah, know, yeah. I did have a productive evening. Um, I wrapped early, Excellent. so I was ready for this, which for me was close to five a.m. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Yeah, man, I'm I'm on the on the two two young children schedule, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm up and at them at you know like five a.m. <laughs> I don't, don't have any of those yet, but uh, I'm sure once yeah. I do, it'll that'll definitely be a. <laughs> it changes situation. everything. Yep, <laughs> it's all good though. It's all good. Love it. Um, now, um, this is your second time on the show. Um, but for anybody that hasn't come across you just yet, what do you do in the world of comics? I am an artist, um, and. Um, uh, recently just wrapped, uh, work on, uh, the miracles graphic novel with Joe glass, uh, that we ran on Kickstarter, um, as well as, um, um, I did, um, a comic called elk mountain with Jordan Clark and, um, a book, uh, all by me called page turn. Uh, both of those, um, were available on comiXology, but comiXology kind of imploded recently uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, thanks for that amazon <laughs> yeah um uh. but yeah the miracles uh is um is available now digitally pre-orders for the physical edition if you weren't a kickstarter backer and uh, most of the uh kickstarter ones have gone out and yeah That's now it. that is a massive book isn't it oh it was it well last time we spoke <laughs> yeah i was just i was just gearing up to start I think there That's were it. there were five pages done when we spoke last uh, that were the the pages to basically preview it for Kickstarter, and yeah. so a uh, hundred and nineteen pages later, you know, here we are. And uh, yeah, no, perhaps we can get into the creativity behind that um, in a little while. But um, in the meantime, um, where can people find you online? Well, my website, which is currently under a revamp, so. Look for a newer, better version of that soon. Is www.vinceunderwood.com. Nice and simple. Um, I'm also at Vince Underwood uh, on Twitter and at Vince Underwood Art on Instagram. 
perfect. And of course, those links will all be in the show notes, folks. So go check out uh, Vince's uh, social media channels and all his work um and and all that jazz um it's it's well worth it because <clears throat> um yeah you're, you're an outstanding uh artist Vince. thank you so um it's uh it's well worth checking out folks so 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 go there uh now last time that we left you you were in an asteroid impact mm-hmm. right so how's things been well i'm happy to have survived uh, down in our down in our, our hole that we dug in the living room exactly yep. yeah with your shovel with my shovel yep <laughs> yeah absolutely <clears throat> and you just you just um still rocking it in the hole oh yeah yeah <laughs> nice man just relaxing maxing <laughs> <laughs> excellent loving it cool man um so in in your hole um how's how's uh your your creative process been recently uh pretty good uh actually after i finished the miracles i did take uh take a nice long uh breather but i'm uh i'm gearing up Mm -hmm. on a on a new project which the most exciting answer ever of course i can't talk about it too much yet but uh you know do have something in the the pitch phase which is kind of cool and you know just you know working on a few things of my own just you know some various prints and things and and uh, you know just also just some things for fun maybe a laugh here and there but um yeah it's exciting to have kind of a new thing on the the horizon for sure absolutely that's fantastic uh now you mentioned about the fact that you you took on this massive undertaking the miracles 119 pages um and you'd only done five as he yeah, says, yeah so 124 like yeah 124 so yeah 124 in total um and uh yeah so how was that experience because you know obviously over the period of like a year some artists would would end up doing 124 pages but in like blocks like rather than all at once like a like a ultra marathon or something it was so for me like you know i am relatively you know, new as an artist, you know, at that point, you know, I've had two single issues and, um, well, three, the third that never, uh, never ended up coming out. Cause it was, that's a, that's a whole other story, but, um, <laughs> but to, to, to sit down and tackle something that big, it, it, it did feel a bit, a bit daunting because I kept sitting there and I'd go, I'd finish a, a like a huge chunk and I'd go, okay, this would be the point where I'd get that little victory of an issues done or, you know what I mean? And like these little (laughs) goalposts along the way. And it just, the finish line was so far away. You know, I'm sitting there month, month six. (laughs) When does it end? (laughs) And me, Joe, Joe Glass calls me, uh, calls me an absolute sadist because um, (laughs) I kept, you know, I kept making it worse on myself. There's a point in the book, um, pretty er- uh, about 30 pages in, that there's this this double page spread that wasn't in the script. And so the idea, so in the miracles, we have characters from a comic book world that have come into the real world, so to speak. And um, 
they there's a scene where we see that transition. And in the script, Joe kind of wrote on one page, panel one, they fly into the light. Panel two, they start fading into the light. And panel three, they um, are breaking through realities. What this looks like is up to you. Go nuts. (laughs) And I said to him, well, what if that panel's just bright white light and we turn the page and that transition is a full spread? I want to add two pages. You think, okay, adding two pages, not that big a deal. I put 85 panels on those two pages. (laughs) And... (laughs) Had them, had them. What they were traveling through was their entire comic book history, and their comic book. I did this Jack Kirby tribute style, and so what I just, what I ended up doing was creating almost an entire comic book's worth of panels and covers and, and material from this comic book world that they lived in. And to me, it's my favorite thing in the entire book. Um, yeah, but. You know, the week I spent working on that was extra time. So, you know, I did it to myself in a lot of these cases, you know. And, you know, there's we had a scene in in Times Square that was a single panel. And I said, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if we turned the page? And boom, all, you know, this huge crowd scene. And and he's like, all right, you know, if you. (laughs) If you want. Yeah. And he was. Uh, Joe Joe was a great collaborator because I would come to him with these crazy ideas or things I wanted to adjust or moments I wanted to change. And he gave me so much freedom to do what I thought was going to make this book as excellent as I could make it. So he was really good like that. Oh, that's excellent, man. But uh, that's just credit to, to you trying to challenge yourself as an artist um wanting to do those things that's that's fantastic yeah and the other thing about it too was you know this is a you know working in comics it's freelance and Mm -hmm. you never know when you know i'm I'm very fortunate that uh, i that i do have another opportunity and hopefully it you know really comes to light and is is a cool thing Mm -hmm. that everyone gets to see but you don't know what's coming next and so my mentality was you know and i was telling people that I'm going to go, I'm going to swing so hard on this because mm-hmm. I could be nobody tomorrow. This could be the last, the last comic I make. And, you know, hopefully not. And hopefully all this work doesn't, you know, lead to a, a premature end, but yeah, man. you know, why not, why not make every project the absolute best you can? Because, you know, it could be the last. And I guess you could extend that to, uh, to, you know, all things in life, but yeah, yeah. that was my mentality going into it. <clears throat> exactly, and you never know, and, and an asteroid could hit, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you end up in a hole. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, um, that's a fantastic attitude, Vince, and uh, yeah, no, it's definitely um, something for for all of us to <clears throat> to aspire to is just to try and yeah, always push yourself because as you quite rightly say, you know, this could be the last thing um, that you do comics wise, you know, so um, make the most of it. And um, reach reach for the stars. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just you know why not? You know, well, I mean, you get one chance, right? Yolo, man. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a thing that kids say anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I'm thirty nine. <laughs> 
I don't know. What you're <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a just a year shy of you. Um, so uh, yeah, we're on the same wavelength. I just guess stuff. <laughs> like in terms of all the hashtags and all that jazz but you know um but uh yeah no um so along with um obviously now that you've managed to have a bit of a breather um I hope that you've managed to to get back into um a little bit of reading oh yeah absolutely because even though I was so swamped I never stopped <laughs> I never stopped buying comics so yeah. when when the dust or the when the smoke cleared, uh, there was there was piles and piles to get to. So yeah, <laughs> so you had to be voracious oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, get right through it. Excellent. Um, so what was one of uh, what was your first recent read? Well, after I after I sat in front of my bookshelves and made my 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 list, <laughs> the very first <laughs> thing I grabbed was uh, Chasing the Bird by Dave Chisholm and absolutely blown away by this book. And, and the reason it was the first one that I, I picked off the shelf was I'd actually picked it up um, directly from Dave. He, um, um, he actually did a, a sketch of Charlie Parker on the inside cover. Um, Beautiful, beautiful sketch. And, um, just like one of the coolest things I have, and I had to kind of put it on the shelf right away after I got it, and it sat there for nearly a year um, before I had the time to just really sit down and give it a proper read, and it absolutely floored me. It's an incredible book, and you know, for those that aren't familiar with it, it's a um, uh, the story of of jazz musician Charlie Parker. Um, visiting California, his time in California. And, you know, just during, um, obviously, you know, an interesting time in the world with with, uh, race relations and civil rights. And, you know, Charlie has his own demons and addictions. And there's, you know, obviously a lot of other interesting uh, figures um, that come in and out of his life during that time. But Mm -hmm. what... Dave does with this book is each chapter is is told from a different character's perspective as they tell the story of their time with Charlie Parker in California and each of those chapters is presented in a different artistic style and the skill with which Dave kind of dances between styles and manages to masterfully use each one to create a different feel and a different energy and just capture these moments so well and tell this compelling moving story that's not only just an interesting you know well researched like the 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 references in the back and he he goes through moment by moment and tells you this came from an account in this book and this came from this and this part's this part is imagined and this part is this and that part is that and you can see how much he put into the um accuracy of the tale as much as he could you know without actually time traveling there um <laughs> and 
And so it's this compelling, interesting narrative about a compelling, interesting man, but it also is this meditation on art and music and jazz. And it was also really exciting because the, the way that I got uh, kind of turned on to Dave and his work um, was I, in my previous life, before I got into comics, um, I was a music teacher for 19 years and mm-hmm. was a musician myself um, up through, you know, um, kind of my, my college years in my 20s. Um, before transitioning to teaching and then kind of walking away from that altogether in favor of comics. So, you know, I found this guy who Dave is in a, is in, in his own right, a really fantastic trumpet player and a music educator um, who also makes amazing comics. And so, you know, I saw this guy that was like, well, wow, he does both of the things I do. He does them both better. Um, But, uh, (laughs) um, But it was so cool and and so exciting that I, I I was just like instantly like oh man this guy is awesome, and then he has this book about Charlie Parker and so I just I had to get my hands on it and absolutely did not disappoint. I would I want everyone out there to get this thing. You know I was calling you know my my old music uh, educator friends and you know telling comics people just oh you have to read this book it's excellent. Yeah, it's, it's it's actually been on my radar for quite a while now, um, via via a friend who knows Dave as well. Um, so I I need to get Dave on the show, and that'll be oh, my yeah. impetus to read it because it looks it looks fantastic. Um, the, the the artwork. So yeah, no, I, d- I definitely need to get on it and um, get Dave on the show and, and and properly read through it. So yeah, thank you for. Yeah, nudging me a little further <laughs> to do that. Um, fantastic. Um, great. Uh, now, uh, what was next on your list? Um, so, um, yeah, so uh, the big, the other big, huge thing for me on my uh, giant list. Now, this list, by the way, was, this isn't even talking about, you know, my pull list, my reg- my regular comics. This was all the you know, hardcovers and, and trades and collections and things that I had picked up during the months I was working on the miracles. This was a list of, of, uh, 55 books <laughs> that wow. I have now, dwind- I've been reading through it and I have now dwindled it down awesome. to 60 because I keep adding at a rate faster <laughs> than I'm reading. But, uh, cause I, I, I love comics, but, um, the other big thing that I had to tackle was um, basically everything by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. And so I have been digging through all of their work um, because I've become a massive fan. I missed when they first started doing criminal and their early works. I missed, I kind of missed the train on that one um, just because it was kind of just the the right time where I wasn't able to get as many comics. It's it, it's funny because you could look through, you know, I have like an app where I list have my whole collection listed, and if you sort it by release year, you can track my financial well being because I get less comics, <laughs> you know, and um, and as you see it like as adulthood, you know, in my thirties happen, and I'm I'm more stable. You watch as the number of comics I get every year goes up and up and up and up and up. And up. Um, but yeah, when they first kind of like came onto the scene together, um, 
you know, I was maybe managing to get my my one book that I never failed to get, which is Batman. But so, you know, I wasn't really exploring new things. So I kind of just missed the missed the boat on them completely. And I a couple years back, um, they did the um All My Heroes Are Junkies book, which is incredible. And I saw that on a shelf and it really caught my eye. And, you know, like that paper, that hardcover was like $15. I, I picked it up, read it, absolutely fell head over heels with these guys. And I was like, I have to read everything else they did because they've done so much together. It's it just a real yeah. power team. And mm-hmm. um, so just, I, you know, I picked up all three Criminal Deluxe Edition hardcovers, um, Killer Be Killed, The Fade Out, Incognito. Um, I think the only thing they've done together that I do not have on my shelf right now, and it's because it's not in print is fatal. But so that was my next big thing to start digging through. And specifically the thing that of theirs that I am just cannot get enough of is, is reckless. And just a couple of weeks ago, the newest one of those came out and, Oh man, do I tell everyone in the world to read those? I love those reckless <laughs> books so much. And I love the format I feel like they're like, I don't ever want monthly comics to go away. I love the serialized nature of things. Mm-hmm. I think a good cliffhanger and waiting that, that month to see what happens next is one of the most powerful storytelling tools. I I'm a collector. Um, so, you know, I'll, I want those, I want those things coming out at least, you know, the, the day I die, they can stop making them. But as long as I'm here, keep them coming. But I am absolutely enamored with this format that they've been doing for Pulp and the Reckless books, like these beautiful, affordable hardcovers um, with these these nice, like like the Reckless books are are that perfect length that I can sit down and I can I can start it in the evening and I can be done with it, and it's just this substantial, hearty meal of a story that is just pulpy and fun and the art oh the art is so beautiful uh it's it's one of those things that you know every page i finish and i don't you know i don't have a style like sean phillips but it's just like it's it's an artist that sticks in the back of my mind where i go is this as good as sean phillips i I hope so and i don't (laughs) think it is but you know it's like it's it's a bar it is a bar for me where i just look at it and i just oh just i don't even have words for how much i love what he's doing and, and his, uh, his son, uh, uh, Jacob Phillips, his art or his colors on the art is oh, just outstanding and compliments it so well, but yeah, I love loving reckless and just digging through their backlog of, of, of all those other stories. is just an absolute treat. And yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's so amazing when you have such a dynamic duo that, you know, repeatedly work together um and uh yeah no it's just it's it's impressive yeah really, the, isn't it? the, just the body of work you know i used to when i would think of of a comic book duo i think the first one that would pop into my head was morrison and, and quietly who are again who are amongst mm. my absolute favorite I, I mean i talked i talked about all-star superman last time we were on and and you know yeah. when you look at the the actual just the numbers the volume of work you know that those two have definitely done a lot together, but 
wow, <laughs> the amount of material that uh, Brubaker and, and Phillips have done is just out, just uh, incredible. For sure, man. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's another one um, that's, that has appeared on the on the show a couple of times now. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely need to add that to my ever growing reading list as well. <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just looking over at my at my shelf at the moment. I've got ten there at the moment that need reading. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm halfway halfway through one at the moment, but I'm just like. Oh my god! If I keep on adding to it, then I'm just—it's never going to end. Yeah, I just—you know—I just went to. Um, there was just free comic book day last Saturday, and our shop was having mm. a bunch of half-off books and you know five-dollar trades. And you know, I come walking oh, in wow. with, a, with a big old stack of Marvel books, and it's just like I don't know when I'm going to read three volumes of What If Classic or read, <laughs> but but uh, you know, at some point I'm going to so. It's gonna happen, yeah. Yeah, totally. No, absolutely, man. So might might as well get it whilst it's uh, whilst it's hot, yeah, so to speak. And when it's five dollars for a trade, then you know why not? <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, now, uh, what was up next? Um, so kind of jumping off my 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 bookshelf and my my stacks of that kind of my my pull list, my monthly pull list, um, is absolutely dominated right now by Tom Taylor and everything he's been doing. Um, Nightwing, Son of Kal-El, um, Seven Secrets, uh, uh, Dark Knights of Steel. Um, just wrapped up Dark Ages at Marvel. Um, I'm sure I'm going to be forgetting something because it is, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a huge for, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I try to read as many books as I can. It does add up, but I I, I think that's got to be like a like a quarter or a third of my pull list is Tom Taylor right now, and I'm just they're my like I think Nightwing is the the best absolute best superhero book um, on the stands right now, hands down, and with with Son of Kal El being right behind it, I can't I can't believe that a book that went okay, let's get rid of Clark Kent and let's do a new Superman. Let's pass the, pass the torch is probably the most Superman Superman book I've, <laughs> I've ever read. It's, it, it's, it's incredible. And it just, it hits everything I want Superman to be. And, and that's kind of just what it is too. It was the same with Suicide Squad and Nightwing. It's just, what do I want? It, it, what do I want these characters to be? What am I looking for from them? And he not only delivers it, but he delivers it differently than I would expect. And like, there's always a little twist on it. Like Nightwing now having, um, having the money and, and being a billionaire and, but then also not doing what Bruce does with it, being his own man with it and, and being, mm. being heroic with it. And, and then, you know, the, how relevant that idea of like trying to comment on what does it mean to be a billionaire and could you be an ethical billionaire and, and could you use that power for mm. good? It's kind of, you know, that, that's the thing between that and son of Kal-El there's, there is a lot of just, 
looking at our world and a lot of relevant discussions that he's having, um, particularly like, you know, Son of Kal-El obviously is addressing um, the LGBTQ thing, but um, environmentalism and again, similar themes Mm -hmm. of, of power and money and, and speaking truth to power and journalism and, and he's doing it just so well along with, you know, amazing artists who are creating amazing um, visuals, superhero comics that are exciting and fun, but also just it, to me, they are the quintessential superhero books. And then I love these, like, he has these kind of alternate reality things too, like Dark Knights of Steel or Dark Ages, uh, Deceased, um, which is actually the f- uh, the first title of his that I, I dove into completely. And I remember, so kind of my, my history with getting into Tom Taylor was, you know, I was aware of him because, you know, I, I pay attention and follow comics, um, but I hadn't read one of his books yet. And he did a short in a Batman annual. I want to say... Batman Annual 3 from Volume 3 might have been 4. Don't quote me on any of that. I don't remember off the top of my head. But it was this beautiful <laughs> Alfred story that, that had me roll a tear. It was fantastic. And I went, oh my god. <laughs> this guy is amazing. <laughs> and then I went and checked him out on social media. And it was, I don't know if you or anyone listening remembers his time in his spooky cabin. Um, and that whole Twitter thing. Uh, did you? Did no, you no. I do, I do, I'm not aware of that. No. <laughs> so there was this whole thing <laughs> where Tom Taylor um, said, okay, I'm going away to a cabin to write for um, a few days, um, working on something spooky. And I believe he was writing Deceased at the time. I'm um, going to hang out in this cabin. Right. And it became this whole thing where he was continually updating us about this haunted cabin he was staying in and weird things he was seeing in the woods and seeing and and sounds he was hearing and it was you know i don't know if it was him you know working his imagination trying to get into that headspace and kind of playing with the audience i don't know if he was legitimately scared being there but he (laughs) sold the whole thing as 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 absolutely a harrowing experience he was going through. And I was glued to my phone. I was just updating yeah. Tom Taylor's Twitter. <laughs> like, every yeah. like what's happening? What, what next, what new creepy thing is he going to find this cabin? It was hilarious and a little <laughs> bit concerning. And I was just like, this guy's great. Yeah. And cause to me, it goes a long way uh, finding a creator to be kind of, fun or personable or interesting as a, as a person. Cause I don't know if it's because I also make comics and know people who make mm. comics, but I always think about the person behind the page. And so yeah. it, it does. I have a hard time, you know, doing that separating art from artists thing, right. If somebody gets um, kind of becomes controversial or share some views that are, you know, not so great. You know, I, I see it in the show. I see that because art, I think art fundamentally is, is an expression of who we are, even when it's Mm -hmm. not, even if like, you know, 
you know, filmmaker like Michael Bay puts out a movie that's just explosions and and girls in in, in slow motion and and yeah. all that. low panning shots of girls yeah. in hot pants. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it still tells us something about who he is as a person or who he thinks yeah. we are. Sure. That this is what we want. And yeah, right. so even the most, you know, an art art for art that you would consider vapid tells you something. It's there the creator is on on the page or on the screen at all times. So to me it's it's really motivating to check out someone's book if I'm like, hey, this person seems fun or or like a, a um a good person or or whatever. And so he had had mm. deceased coming, Tom Taylor, and I kind of went, well, isn't this just Marvel Zombies, but DC? Huh, but I'll check it out because I like this guy and I, this cabin thing entertained me and that Alfred story was good. And he does this thing and it happened with Deceased and Dark Knights of Steel and Dark Ages where on the surface you go, I know what this thing is. But he approaches it from a from a different angle than you'd ever expect and just kind of turns the thing just a little that it's completely unique and new. And then at the same time takes these kind of alternate like landscapes and versions of characters. And, and in the case of DC's this hell he's putting them through and somehow cuts to the core of who they are and looks at them in a, in a pure way than if he was just writing justice league. I feel like, you know, watching these heroes in this zombie apocalypse, you know, he just, shows who they are more clearly than than anyone was doing in continuity and the same thing like um kind of with dark knights of steel which is really bending characters even further but you recognize them all you know they're they're in a completely different setting and time and role and and powers are different and and just everything's different but for some reason you're like well that's 100 that's bruce wayne and that's uh that's kal-el and that's tim drake or or supergirl or whoever and it is so interesting to me that way he has such a core understanding of who all these characters are that he can take them completely out of their element and still have the core of them be completely intact and you know you know also injustice is another example of of him kind of playing in an alternate reality. And that, that was something that made him kind of put him more on the radar for a lot of people for sure. So yeah, as you can see, I could probably talk about his work forever. Like, <laughs> for it's, sure, dominating, <laughs> it's dominating my pull list right now. And like I said, Nightwing and Son of Kal-El are, are absolutely my two favorite superhero books right now. And um, uh, Seven Secrets is great. That I'm actually reading in, in trade. Um, just because at the time it came out, right. I was just like, I, I can't add another <laughs> book to my pull list right now, but I can't resist <laughs> Tom Taylor. So I told the shop, every time a volume comes out, you just drop that in my box and and I'm on it. So <laughs> that's actually wrapping up and I have no well, idea what's so happening small. in this last arc. So I'm just like, give me that trade, give me that trade. Let's go. Totally. No, it's so great when you find a creator like that. Um, and it's great to hear that it's it's so mainstream that you've made managed to find somebody like that. Um, 
and um i i assumed that that's across the board is that um that everybody's singing tom taylor's um praises <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's just those i i just yeah yeah i can't i mean nightwing alone just um bruno redondo's art on that book is just absolutely stunning and and that issue they did um, I don't know if you you saw it or, or read it. The one that they did that was one continuous image. I believe it was issue eighty seven that just runs through all. Oh, I think I heard about that, but I haven't seen it. Oh, I I, I definitely recommend like picking that up just because it is it is something to behold. Mm. Incredible piece of artwork, and I don't know which one of which. If it was Tom Taylor or or Rotondo, I don't know which one of them is the lunatic in the room that thought thought of that idea. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, you know, I make comics, and that's one of those comics that I I look at and I go, "Is this is this magic? How did this ha- how did this happen? Which one of you who sold a yeah. soul here? Like this doesn't this can't exist. It's <laughs> it is." Mind blowing, and I, I don't, I don't even know how you begin scripting or plotting or planning that. I just, I went through it a dozen times, and it was just like, I just, I don't understand. I do not understand how this happened. Amazing. That's wild, man. That's so awesome. Wicked. So yeah, now I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out and add it, add it to the to the reading list for sure. Um, but no, that's fantastic, man. Uh, now, uh, what was next up on your list? Um, another thing that I'm absolutely um, in love with on, my, on the monthly books right now is Human Target, um, which unfortunately is on a on a bit of hiatus till September. First six issues came mm-hmm. out, and then they're taking a little breather so Smallwood can catch up on the art. And that art, I mean, I love Tom King. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Tom King. He's another one that, oh, a Tom King book's coming. It's on my pull list. I, you know, mm. I'll, uh, I'll if I'm if I'm out of money, I'll sell something, um, a kidney or something. Um, I need those Tom, <laughs> uh, those Tom King books. Um, but um, it's so funny because I love him as a writer. But I am buying Human Target for the art. And, and don't get me wrong, incredible writing in that book, but what Greg Smallwood is doing on the page, it's, it's unique. It's, it's got this real kind of, you know, sixties kind of throwback feel. Um, it feels like an old movie poster. Like I used to hate have these, um, uh, I used to have a Dr. No poster, James Bond film hanging in my, on my wall mm-hmm. as a teenager. And it, this human target reminds me of that kind of painted artwork, sixties movie poster artwork. And it's just, Oh, it's just awesome what he's doing, and and you know King has crafted this this mystery. You know the whole the whole thing of of with the book is that um, well, if anyone's not familiar with the concept of of Human Target, he's an he is a he he's a character who basically disguises himself perfectly, disguises himself as somebody who is targeted for assassination or could be or needs a bodyguard and he pretends to be them to basically mm-hmm. take the bullet for them um so if you you know if, if sam you got a death threat you know the human target would put on a perfect perfect sam disguise and walk around walk around town <laughs> you know um until somebody took a shot at him and then you're home safe and 
you know, he can, he can take the bullet and take down the bad guy. And the premise of this, of this series is that he's doing that for Lex Luthor and somebody attempts to poison Lex Luthor and he gets the poison and he has, the poison is slowly killing him. He has 12 days to, to live and each issue of the 12 issue series is one of those days as he tries to solve his own murder and the suspects are the justice league international, you know, fire ice, booster gold, blue beetle, Martian manhunter guy, Gardner. And so it's got all these great justice league characters. It is just that book is oozing with style. It is just, I cannot express how good the art is and how great the premise is. And it's just, you know, a, a good mystery is is always a lot of fun, especially I think in comics, as you kind of have to get it one piece at a time. You know, you can't just you know, it's not like reading an Agatha Christie where you just you know, I'm gonna read one more chapter. I'm gonna read one more chapter. Like they're making us wait. And now this little hiatus. <laughs> just, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long wait till September. But the good news is that if you're not reading Human Target, you're out there and you're for some reason not reading Human Target. You have until September to get the first six and catch up and join the rest of them <laughs> and all that off. So challenge, that, challenge accepted, Vince. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, that's another thing that, you know, I'm absolutely just enamored with on my pull list. And I'm so sad about the little hiatus because it was one of the things I was looking forward to, um, you know, most um, every month. But, you know, it's it's worth the wait. If this is what Greg's, you know, I, I think I tweeted like yeah. when the, at the announcement, I was like, you know, if Greg Smallwood needs to take uh, a decade off to finish this book, I will wait. Um, <laughs> maybe not patiently, but I will wait because it'll Fair be worth play. it. It's beautiful. <laughs> Fair play, man. Fair play. That's awesome. Uh, and then uh, what was the, the last on your your recent read list. Yeah, so the other thing that I have fallen head over heels with is Black Sad, which I know I'm I'm late to that party as I'm I'm often am with a lot of things, but um so our local shop here, um the comic book clubhouse, shout out to them. Um great shop. Um we have a monthly book club and it's really exciting because, um, you know, you, you pay um, $25. He, he, there's a theme and he gives you two to three uh, uh, trades or, or hardcovers. And we get the end of the month, we show up, we have food and we sit around and we, we talk comics and it's, it's a blast. And it's been fantastic for me because I get handed things that I didn't seek out or I didn't know about, or were maybe on my radar and I didn't pull the plug on. And, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's really exciting. And he did a, uh, a month that was anthropomorphic, um, you know, so, you know, human-esque animals and, and he threw in black sad in there and I was like, Oh, cool. You know, here's this thing that I heard was really good. And I, I don't know a lot about, and I, um, you know, I sat down and I was like, well, I'll, I'll crack it open and I'll get it started one evening. And suddenly I find myself, it's, you know, 
the sun is starting to come up and I'm like, I spent the whole night reading this thing. I could not put it down. Um, it is uh, the art. I, I, it's just, it's amazing to me because I feel like artists either, you know, fall into a spectrum of, of this very, you know, stylized cartoony kind of thing. And there are those that like, you know, Stray Dogs is a book that just came out recently that has this just beautifully done, masterful cartoon style, very Disney-esque, and it's just gorgeous, right? And then you have artists who, you know, do something that's a bit more realistic and and, and photorealistic and is full of heavy detail and um, and everyone kind of falls, I think, usually on on a spectrum there usually right like it's you know okay that person's more this that Mm -hmm. person's more that and and so on and so forth and black sad somehow is both at the highest level you've ever seen it simultaneously and i and it is just again like i was saying this uh earlier but it's the same kind of thing i sat there in our book club and i go i don't know how this happens i don't like this is witchcraft. Um, um, we we this this was not done by a human hand. This was a wizard. It's incredible because you have these cartoony animal characters doing these big, over the top, expressive faces. These you know, it could just be in a Disney cartoon, and then they're walking around with perfect anatomy and the clothes are perfectly done and these detailed cityscapes these painted backgrounds and that are just flawless you could just you're just transported to this other time and place and it's it is both things at the same time with such craft i i i just it is just truly amazing like it took me probably twice as long to read it because I just couldn't stop staring at the art, you know, and I tend to pour over art as an artist a lot, but that was just something else where, you know, I'd even turn the page to keep reading and I'd go, Oh no, I want to go back and look at that again. Like I just got to look at that city street and, and just looking at just little things like shop windows or a fire hydrant and just like the, just the amount of detail that's crammed into these characters that, felt were were cartoon animals and felt so human and and were going through dark complex things and you know like the the second story in the first volume you know deals with white supremacy and and nazis and um there was you know i'm sitting there going like i'm reading a cartoon cat dealing with nazis it's like you know, and it, it's just with this, like, you know, big eyes popping out and this big, whoa, kind of face, right? But it's just, it's still just moving and scary and, and, and relevant and, and all these things all within this, this kind of beautiful package. And I've just been obsessed and I'm so excited this summer and new volumes making it here to the States because, you know, it is, it is a, a French comic. So, you know, it's got to, you know, not only get made, but get translated and shared yeah. over here. So, um, 
So I'm excited because that'll be the first, since I've discovered it, the first new new one to drop over here. But that is that has been an absolute um, obsession of mine. I just, I can't get over how, how much I love that book. <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, that, and that's another one that's been on my radar for some time and been meaning to to get to it at some point um and uh but from what i've seen as you say it's it's it is it seems like witchcraft in how they've uh it's gorgeous actually right? yeah created that look and feel of a bipedal <laughs> um yeah, cat and, and you know it, you know like <laughs> you, said, you buy it don't you? you buy it yeah and, and like i said like that got introduced to me through our through our book club and you know, our book club's an interesting place because, you know, we're all friends there. We all get along and, um, but we do have different opinions on comics and, you know, we, the, the, cons- there's a consensus in the room somewhat, you know, like mm. you rarely find something that it goes around the room and, and everyone hates it. And one person is like, well, I thought this was the best thing I've ever read. Right. Uh, but you know, so it's never really extremes. But we do see things differently, and and particularly we're all different people, sure. different backgrounds, and and who will. And it's and I I love it too because, um, you know, sitting down with somebody who's reading something from a different perspective can really help you see things, um, mm. that you didn't see. Um, you know, I have a, um, I have a friend in there, and she, uh, the last thing we were reading, um. I won't, I won't, I don't want to call out the book or the, or the creator, but, um, you know, I was kind of like, there's something about this book that didn't sit well with me. And she kind of put a, uh, a spotlight on some kind of sexism in the book that I didn't see as, you know, uh, as, right. as I was reading it from a male perspective. And, I was like, yeah, that's the thing right there. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I couldn't quite okay. articulate it. Mm-hmm. And it is so interesting to see, to sit down with people who are reading books from a different place and really yeah. give you this. And it's interesting how sometimes we've also changed our minds on things, uh, you know, having yes. to talk about them or, mm-hmm. you know, as, as the artists in the room, I'm like, you know, uh, you know, I was just looking at this and it's just like, this is kind of janky and this is kind of weird. And that doesn't, that hand mm-hmm. is wrong and everyone's kind of like, Oh man, like they'll say like, they all look <laughs> at art differently or think about colors or, or even lettering yeah. and just kind of the nuts and bolts in way. So, but black sad was the one thing in the three years I've been doing this book club that is universally <laughs> a 10 out of 10, a plus five star book for every single person in that circle not one person was like well you know i thought it was okay or you know i i didn't like it was just universe like to this day we'll talk about well what's what's the gold standard or what do we all consider and it's just the first thing somebody says black sad oh it's black sad so um just an absolute amazing masterpiece of a book that's so good and that's that that's so good that you've got a a local in-person comic club yeah, um, it's, it's well. really nice. Obviously, um, it's, had to put it's, it it's, a, it's a much better place for discussion rather than Twitter, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and unfortunately, we did have to, you know, put it on hold there for a little bit with... Uh, of course, yeah. With, uh, yeah, with yeah, COVID. yeah, yeah. But, 
Um, we're I think we're sure. we've been back at it for uh, four or five months now, and it's just Great. it's really nice. Excellent. And um, yeah, and we're doing uh, 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 we're doing Sandman, the first twenty of Sandman this month. Pretty so um, uh, excited to revisit that and really get into that with some people because I think uh, <laughs> I, I, I think he's throwing a Sandman to make sure we have another one that's kind of universally loved. Um, there was a yeah. bit of a little yeah. bit of controversy uh, in the group, oh. a little divide, oh, yeah. like I said. So, um, <laughs> so get get one that's going to hit home for everybody. So yeah, yeah, yeah just... fair play. <laughs> That's what you got to do to like, yeah, kind of heal the divides and stuff, I guess. Yeah, and and, no, it's and it's all in good fun, you know. Everyone's having a good time. I think, yeah, yeah. Um, But um, (laughs) yeah, that that there's definitely definitely ones that that's that split the room sometimes. Oh, I see. I see. It's difficult, isn't it? Um, But as, as long as you can kind of you know disagree amicably. Then it's it's all water under the bridge, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think it also, you know, it's interesting too because there's people in there, and and this is always fascinating to me, who are who are either newer to comics, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. sitting there and I'm talking about you know a perspective from somebody who's been reading books now for thirty one, thirty two years, and yeah. um. And then also seeing people and because we'll do, we'll, we will cover, you know, we tend to cover things that are a bit more, um, you know, one-off or, or a lot of different genres and things, but we do occasionally, you know, when, um, in the lead up to no way home, we did, um, one more day and Dr. Strange, the oath and, um, um, what was the other, the other one? Um, uh, the other uh, brand, uh, so brand, brand new day, and uh, I can't remember. But but we were reading some Spider Man and some Doctor Strange, kind of to celebrate the release of that movie. And so you know, I'm sitting there going, "Well, I read this when it first came out, and I've been reading Spider Man since I was a kid." Sitting down with people who have never read a Spider Man comic, you know, and mm-hmm. seeing their their thoughts on it, and and you know, with a story like um, uh, One More Day which was controversial at the time amongst Spider-Man fans to watch somebody read it without the baggage of continuity or without those preformed opinions about what Spider-Man should be, or should he be with Mary Jane or then people whose opinions are formed by watching a trilogy of films with Mary Jane. Um, Right. And, and to see kind of the way we all, view superheroes differently. I think it's also been that particularly has been very freeing and enlightening to me, um, you know, as, as a lifelong fan to be like, well, my thoughts on continuity have kind of changed. I'm like, does it, what matters is, mm-hmm. is it a good story in the moment? Uh, you know, yeah. I love all those details and, you know, I've got, you know, I, I've got an almost complete run of Batman for my whole life. Um, wow. like I'm missing, I'm currently missing, uh, three issues that have come out in my lifetime. Oh, with and so, wow. uh, yeah, that's been an undertaking, but I love, I love this stuff and I love those long runs and that history and, and knowing where, you know, black mask first appeared and what he was like when he first appeared and what he's like now and 
how we got there and how these things fit together and reboots and crises and new 52s and all those things and, and being a part of it. And, and I do, I do get a lot of joy uh, from that and, and enjoy it, but I've also learned to let go and mm-hmm. just take the ride and really just, does it, does it matter that, you know, Batman said something that contradicts what happened in Batman 752, you know, 20 years <laughs> ago. And it, well, of course it doesn't. If the story's good, like who, who cares? Because there's somebody else reading this book who isn't 40, who doesn't know yeah. and, and never <laughs> will know because there's so much out there. And so if we're just reading a good Batman story, what does it matter? And that's been a real, you know, a really great thing about experiencing comics with people who are coming at it from all different entry points. It's been fantastic. That's wonderful, man. Fantastic. Well, Vince Underwood, thank you so much for sharing your recent reads. Um, Once again, it's been a real pleasure. And uh, for the listeners one more time, where can they find you online? Uh, www.vinceunderwood.com. Also at Vince Underwood on Twitter. And there in the bio, you can find links to everything, including where you can either pre-order a physical copy of the Miracles or right now get over there and you can get a digital copy and you can read it this instant. Um, And so all those links are in my bio at Twitter at Vince Underwood. Uh, Same thing uh, for Instagram at Vince Underwood Art. which you know, there is some artwork there on Instagram. Also, a lot of pictures of dogs. Um, and, and, <laughs> Always good. I, I heard a rustling of a dog collar in the background. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hitting uh, the dogs with you. Yeah, last time we recorded, I was fortunate enough that my my wife was at home because of quarantine, and she was able to keep them all wrangled. Now I'm just here on okay. a kind of a hope and a prayer that nobody comes in and starts barking at us while we're doing this. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you can find those links there. And like I said, pick up the miracles. Um, We really want to, um, you know, have a big showing for that book and, and have people talk about it and share it because we would like to find it, um, you know, kind of a a home for some wider distribution with a publisher and hopefully find somebody who's interested in doing volume two would be really great. Um, So, you know, if you read it, if, if, yeah, if you read it and you like it and you want a volume two tweet at us, let us know, tell your friends about it. And uh, yeah, so uh, VinceUnderwood.com, at VinceUnderwood on Twitter, and at VinceUnderwood Art on Instagram. Magic, Vince. Thank you so much. And uh, no, yeah, always always good to connect. And uh, you're always welcome back. Absolutely. It was a blast. And congratulations congratulations on breaking 150 episodes. Very awesome. Wild, man. Totally crazy. Um, it's, uh, it's nuts. And, uh, yeah, I guess next year will be 200, um, awesome. which will be pretty insane as well. I just gotta, gotta start putting feelers out for, for who I can get for episode 200, <laughs> but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right. <laughs> well, I look forward to it. Excellent. Thanks again, Vince. You take care and, uh, and speak to you soon. All right. Bye now. Bye. Thanks again to Vince for being on Comics with the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, 
but I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Vince's work, I'll follow him on social media. Those links are in the show notes, along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news, the comic club, and lots of other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now. <laughs>